Welcome back to another episode, guys. I have Billy Joe here, who is a model for Discount Divas. She's an entrepreneur who just created Fairytale Lane & Co. And she's just also a badass woman. I was super inspired by this interview, and I hope you all are too. Listen in. Welcome back, guys, to a whole new episode of the Babbles Nonsense Podcast. I'm very excited about this episode today. I have Billy Joe in front of me. She is a model, an entrepreneur, a Disney fanatic. Yes. <laughs> and part of the crew of Discount Divas. Yep. So I'm super excited to um, interview her today. And this did not, this was not planned when I asked you. I believe I asked you before March 1st. And I didn't know that March was Women History Month. Yes. So I was like, all right. And then I did the fertility um, podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I was like all right, now we got some strong ass women on this podcast. Right? So I was like, let's, let's just keep that a theme going. So I've got a couple more that everyone's going to love too, but welcome Billy to the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. When you messaged me, I, I had woke up and I looked, I always just like tech, check Instagram right away. Right. Like it's just in yeah, our the, brains. Yeah. We just check. It's everything. like our newspaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went to check it and I saw you messaged me and I was like, Oh, and I knew you because you interviewed Amanda. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like she wants to interview me. I woke up my husband and I was like, babe, guess what? Oh my gosh. And he was excited. We were excited. So yeah, I'm definitely super stoked to be here. Well, thank you. Like I, like I told you earlier, I've always feel like a creeper sliding into people's DMs. No, like, where I hey, get it. You know, <laughs> you want to be on the podcast? Because I do get spam sometimes where people are like, mm -hmm. oh, you want to be a model? Da, da, da. And I'm like, right, yeah. Instantly delete it because yep. it's like creeping status. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, so what I wanted to talk to you about, obviously, is your entrepreneurship, your modeling, and then we'll get into a little bit of Disney because my friends are Disney fanatics and y'all would be best friends. Oh my goodness. I love it. <laughs> So I've actually gone with them several times because that's all. Isn't it magical? It it actually <laughs> is. I'm not, I'm going to give it to you. Like it actually is. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as yep. it was. It's, it just takes you to another realm. I just don't even know how to explain it. So what made me want to interview you and I was telling you was I saw a reel that you had posted and you were in a crop top and some mom jeans. And I was just like, God, she is so beautiful. And you exuded this confidence that I wish I had and I'm sure if women look at you they probably come up to you and say that to you I don't know I would assume and mm -hmm. if they don't they should <laughs> so, and so I was like I need to talk to her about this because we've done episodes in the past about like body empowerment women empowerment and I want to know like your story where it started where it began how did you get that confidence mm -hmm. Well, so my confidence has definitely not always been there. And I think everybody struggles a little bit in their life with confidence, whatever, like whether it be physical, like body image, or maybe you feel like you don't read as fast as others, you know, like there's all kinds, but I was always, so I'm Puerto Rican. So I've always been curvy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm five foot three. So I'm short. So I'm short and curvy, you know? Um, and I, um, was just always like the bigger girl in class, you know? Mm -hmm. And then 
I lived in Florida until I was 10 years old. Oh, okay. And it was okay over there because there's a, a lot of Hispanic women, right? <laughs> when we moved to Alabama, I went to school. And, of course, you know, there was a lot of, like, more so, like, petite girls, body frames and whatnot. And it's just, like, it just with every culture, there's a different, like, body frame that's, like, typical for your, like, culture, right? Yeah. And I noticed that, and I just felt, like, very self-conscious right off the bat and then kids are mean like kids are are. mean you know um and so I just always struggled with that feeling kind of inferior and then um growing up I I don't know I just always felt that way and like I always had like a huge support my family is great and everything you know and like they were always really nice but it's also like that only goes so far right yeah then you get into high school, you start liking boys, you know, and you're like, oh, he's so cute. He's the captain of the football <laughs> team. And it just, it just got worse. Right. Because then it was like, you know, oh, then I was being like made fun of in a way, you know, because of my body. Wow. And actually my junior year of high school, I had lost a ton of weight over the summer. Like I was literally the definition of you come back from summer and you're a different person. Like you look completely different. Um, and I mean, I was borderline to the point where it was going to become like unhealthy, like very unhealthy. Now, were you restricting? Like you were doing that on purpose so, or? In my mind at the time, I wasn't doing it on purpose or like restricting. But looking back, I'm like, I was because I would tell myself, you're only going to eat when you're starving, basically. Like when Mm -hmm. your stomach is growling is when you're going to eat, right? Yeah. And so in that sense, like I wasn't getting any nutrients. I wasn't getting what my body needed. Like you need to have, you know, several meals a day. Like not even just your three meals a day. Like, girl, you want Ben and Jerry's ice cream at 10 p.m.? Go get it. (laughs) Listen to your body, you know? And I wasn't doing that. And so, um, but I had lost a bunch of weight and then I still at that point felt insecure about my body. Like I had went from a size like 16 to a size eight and felt insecure about my body still. Because it's mental. Mental. Yes. And the reason I know that is because I've done the same thing. Like I've not, people look at me and they're like, oh, you're small. Mm -hmm. I am because I count everything I eat. Yeah. I'm a macro counter Mm -hmm. and that can become obsessive as well. Even though now I make sure, actually I count macros now to make sure I don't under eat because I have under eight for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went from like a size eight to a size three Mm -hmm. in my college years because I would work out, barely eat. And the compliments rolled in Mm -hmm. the smaller I got. So then it became a trigger like, oh. It became in your way. It was a reward system, right? Yeah. So it was like, oh, so I wasn't beautiful at a size Mm -hmm. eight. So now I have to do this. Exactly. Yeah. So I get that completely. Yep. And yeah. So like I still felt insecure. But like you said, those compliments started rolling in, right? Mm -hmm. Like boys started noticing me and everything. And I just, I rolled with it. And then I had, I got pregnant with my son at 19. Okay. Had him. And then after I had him, me and like his father had split up right before he was two. And I just went into like depression, right? Like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a single mom. I'm also the first single mom in my family. Like very first. And so it was like, also like my family was there for me, of course, but in a way, like they could only be there so much, right? Because they, when you don't know and like personally go through something, you can't really give the person like exactly what they need, right? Like you can try and like your efforts are amazing, but at the end of the day, that person still is like, but you just don't know what this is like. 
Yeah. And of course, you know, I was like love struck blind and just like, I'm never going to love again. And like, and also to add on to it, I felt, you know, I was a new mom, single mom going through the body changes that happened to me with being pregnant and having a kid, like my hips got wider. I didn't think that could happen because they were already (laughs) wide as it was. Um, you know, you just look different stretch marks, everything. And so I really felt like nobody was like, I was damaged goods. Yeah. Right. I felt like damaged goods. And so for a long time I was just, I mean, I look back and I lo- I'm like, you were going down such a bad path, right? Like I was going out every single weekend and partying. I was drinking a lot. I, um, and then I started like working out and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take my anger out in the gym. Right. Which is like in one way. Okay. But like I went to the extreme, like I would go to the gym six days a week for two hours. Wow. Okay. Six days a week, two hours. I was in management at Publix at the time I used to work for Publix. And so I worked like 47 hours a week. Would get off of work, go in I was at like, like girl, how the hell? I literally. work thirty two hours a week, and I still find it hard to get to the gym four I'm days a week. Telling you, <laughs> I was just, I, I was obsessed with it because in my mind, I look back and I'm like, okay, so you knew when you were in junior year of high school, you were super skinny, you felt really good about yourself for moments, right? Because people were complimenting you. So we're gonna do that again, and like we're gonna distract ourselves. And so in my mind, I was like, but you're doing it the healthy way this time because you're going to the gym. Right. Like you're going to the gym. So it's got to be the healthy way. And then I would eat like a rabbit. Like, I mean, I would have like the tiniest little bit of like a pinwheel and like eat only salads. Like that was all I would eat and like protein. That was it. You sound like me in college. Yes. And I'm like, (laughs) I I threw out the rice and beans and I'm like, I'm a Puerto Rican girl. My mom was like, you got to eat your rice and beans. What are you talking about? You know, like rice, beans and chicken every meal. (laughs) And I was just like, no, like greens. That is it. Um, and so I had lost a bunch of weight again and I felt good for the first time, but it was still toxic because I didn't feel good for the right reasons. I felt good because in my mind, I was like, a man will love me because I'm look, I look like this. Yeah. I think a lot of women feel that way. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Like I felt good because oh, he's going to think I'm hot because I'm super skinny and, or I have, I'm skinny, but I have curves, right? Because around that time was when the whole like flat stomach, wide hips, big butt came in. Like that was what was popular, you know? And it's still, like, it's still popular. And in some senses, yeah, it's, it's natural to get that. And there's a healthy way to get that, but there's also a lot of the times people do it the unhealthy way. And you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Well, not only not that they're doing it the unhealthy way, they're going to get plastic surgery exactly, and not saying that they've had plastic yep. surgery and saying they did that in the gym two times a day. Exactly. Through, you know, and yep. it's, it's wrong. Exactly. Yep. Like, Oh, I followed a meal plan and mm-hmm. I went to the gym twice a day and that's how I got this. And it's like, okay, so you did that in three months you're saying? Yeah. Really? I mean, and I can relate because I remember when I got small in college, I would lie to my friends and say, Oh, well, I'm just, you know, I'm running, mm-hmm. I'm eating good. I didn't tell them I was working out twice a day and barely eating. Mm-hmm. And it finally came out with the podcast and everything. Like I, I made it very public. Mm-hmm. You never know yeah. what someone's doing exactly. to get their body tiny. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so whenever I, my confidence really started coming into when I, and honestly, I know it sometimes it sounds cheesy to people, but I found my faith Okay. and I started going to church for the first time really. And like listening 
and just kind of hearing, you know, like what God thinks of you and he thinks you're beautiful and you know, you're more precious than rubies and like all these things. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, and well, because I think that a lot of people are searching for something and they, yes. they tell you that like they're searching for something to make them feel needed, wanted, mm-hmm. good, whatever the word you can replace that with. Mm-hmm. And until people go to church or find their faith mm-hmm. or find something to believe in, yep. whether it be God or whatever, mm-hmm. that's when they feel better. Exactly. Because you're searching for something. Yep. So you're, and I don't say dr- like, I know you aren't doing drugs, but like no, people yeah. like do drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol because they're like, I need something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of like alcoholics and drug addicts say, well, when I went to church or, you yeah. know, joined this group, I felt yep. better because they found what they were searching for. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of the times I feel like, you know, we're afraid a lot of people who like, let's say you don't grow up in the church. You don't go to the church a lot. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't, I didn't grow up in the yeah. church. I didn't go to church a lot. And my niece happened to, um, ask me to go with her and I was like, okay, fine. Like whatever, you know, I'll go. <laughs> And it just was just this eye-opening moment because also too, when I became a single mom, I was afraid to go to church because like, why well, don't I be shamed? Right. Cause I got married out of, or I got pregnant out of wedlock and I have a kid and I'm a single mom. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times certain churches can actually turn people away because they make it more about the religion and like right or wrong. And like, there's this tally and, oh, you did one more bad thing than you did right. So, sorry, you, you can't come up here, buddy. You're 100% right. I was turned off from church in high school because yeah. the person said if I wore a shirt, short skirt, mm-hmm. I was going to hell. Exactly. Like, exactly. And so many times that happens, and so people turn away from the church. And in one sense, it's like, hey, I get it. I get why you did that, but let me maybe show you what it really is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I feel like you always have to tread lightly, right? Cause you want to be sensitive of people's feelings or beliefs and everything. So a lot of the times I'm like, I like to take the like road of I'll let them come to me because they're going to come when they're ready. Right. And they're yeah. going to be open to it. And so for me, it's all about having a relationship with God rather than it being a real, like a, a set of rules that I have to follow. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the thing, like, even if I, even if there was a set of rules, I could break every single one of them every day. And that does not matter because anytime I break a rule, it's, I forgive you. I love you. It's fine. Yeah. Like we will, I'm here to get through this with you. Like hold my hand, let's go. You know, like I've closed this door for a reason and I have this one open, but you just won't walk into it. So that's why we're kind of in this dark place. So like, let's walk into it together. I, I really like that you said that because that's helping with some personal stuff I'm going through in my life. So yeah, girl, <laughs> listen, listen. And I love my church. It is so amazing. They're very like, and they say it too. Like if you're looking for perfect pastors, this is not your church. They, they really go off of the whole, like your brokenness is welcome here. You know, like whatever state you are in, I do not care. You can come homeless off the street, barefoot, high as a kite, <laughs> And that does not matter. Come on in. Let's worship together. Let's hold hands. Let's talk. You know. That's awesome. Um, And so I found that and I saw what God thought of me. And that's when my confidence started exuding. And I was just like, I do not care what anyone says. And I mean, I went from weighing 140 pounds to now I weigh 220 pounds, maybe 220 pounds plus. You know, like I just... I haven't stepped on the scale and I can't tell you how long. And you're just like, I don't even care. I don't even care. And I know I've gotten bigger. I know it. And, you know, I'm a size 16 in pants again, 14, 16. And I'm the most confident I've ever been in my life. Well, it definitely, like I told you, it exudes through your 
social media presence. Like I just, I mean, when I say that, like you're bo- you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. Thank like you, no, yeah. like it doesn't matter the size of you, how what the size you are, you are gorgeous. And but the confidence that you do exude through all your social media. I think makes you more beautiful mm-hmm. because I'm just like, well, damn. Yeah. I'm like, why can't I do that? I don't even want to wear a crop top and Confidence I'm 130 pounds. is the best accessory you can wear. I completely agree with that. It is the best accessory you can wear because you can walk out in a straight up potato sack. But if you wear it with confidence, every single person is going to say, sit there and say, where'd you get that potato sack? I need one. Well, you're right, because we do the same thing with, like, all this high fashion that's exactly. basically ugly. We're exactly. Like- we do it on, <laughs> we do it with high fashion. We do it with, like, the runway shows. We do it with TikTok, Instagram reels. We do it with divas, mm-hmm. you know? I can't tell you how many things that I've put on that I will be on a live sale or somebody will DM me in, like, DM me and be like, I did not want to wear that. I could never think I could wear that. But then I saw you in it and it made me feel like I could. Now, how does that make you feel when you get those messages? It is my sole reason for doing the job. That's amazing. So first of all, I want to, you said that you was working where it was, (laughs) were working in Publix management. Yes. And then you went to Divas? Yes. And that was. I was going to say, how did that happen? Like you were at, were you at Publix one day and someone saw you? And I worked for Publix for 11 years. Oh, wow. I was very vested in the company. Um, but I just kept getting this push. And honestly, it was just push from God saying Mm -hmm. that this is not your place anymore. And I kept feeling it big on my heart that my purpose in life is to help women. And to help women who have been through similar situations as me and to help them find that confidence and love themselves and love themselves for who they truly are without changing for anybody but themselves. That's amazing. And so I finally was like, okay. And I mean, I was so stressed out. Like, and I look back and I'm like, I look at the things that stressed me out back then. And I'm like, that would never stress me out today. But it did back then because it wasn't where I was supposed to be. That's a, like, I'm literally, I wish people, like I've told you before, like I wish yeah. people, I'm getting goosebumps every time you say something just so like electrifying <laughs> because, so you've been with Davis, has it been two years? It's now? almost been two years. Okay. Almost two years. Mm-hmm. And you're, we talked about this earlier. I'm going to quote unquote air quotes here plus size model. Yeah. But we talked about that because I, and I can't remember where I heard this. Was it from Remy Bader, Ashley Graham? But they said, why do we put plus size modeling on it. Mm -hmm. You're still a model at the end of the day. You're a live model with everyone else. Mm -hmm. We don't call someone a petite model. We don't call someone a super skinny model, Mm -hmm. but why do we say plus size? Yeah. It's just fucking modeling. Yeah. And so how do you feel like, is there a correct terminology that you prefer or you try to put out into the universe? I, so I personally don't mind like either way. And I feel like that comes with my confidence, right? But I know a lot of people don't have that. And so, like, when I refer to myself as what I do at Divas, right? I'm like, I'm a model. Mm -hmm. I'm a model. That's it. And so, like, that's the way I refer to it. Now, if somebody were to come up to me and be like, how does it feel, you know, like to be a plus-size model or to be a mid-size model, I don't necessarily take offense to it, I guess, because I try to keep a very open mind, right? Um, But I do feel like it's we're just models at the end of the day we are a model serving a purpose to quite literally do the same thing a size small model is doing she's wearing that small to show another small what it would look like on her body agreed you know I'm wearing a larger XL to show another larger XL girl what it would look like on her 
And like, that's all it is. But we have this stigma that started in the nineties that you had to be super thin and you had to be a size three and it just, it stayed on. I mean, it varied in different ways. Right. And it's just now in probably what, like 2020 is when like it really started changing and women were like, my body is fine. My body is accepted. And the amount of like curvy women that I always typically refer to them as curvy, right? Like, cause you're curvy. Mm -hmm. A lot of curvy women are walking the runways who would have never in their life been able to walk that runway before. I agree with that. And Ashley Graham was on Instagram not too long ago, probably right before she gave birth and said that she has noticed more Mm-hmm. plus size modeling on the runway but she also said, made a very strong comment where she said stop saying because you have a pretty face yes oh my goodness you're so beautiful yes. because you have a pretty face well what does that say about my body exactly and I agree like 100,000% agree with that mm-hmm. and just like you said earlier which I had mentioned on the podcast multiple times was in the 90s it started this whole stigma of stick figure 80 like a hundred pounds, whatever women in the nineties, which came from magazines because yeah. we didn't have social media. Exactly. And we thought that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like this came from Hollywood because they're paid exactly. to work out, to exactly. eat healthy and do nothing other than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't know about airbrushing. Yep. Photoshopping. Yep. So now all these things are coming out with social media, Instagram stories, mm-hmm. Snapchat stories, where we're like, Oh, so you're not that small? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, literally, you airbrush that? Literally. And more celebrities are becoming comfortable, too, with even showing you the unedited raw images, you know? Like, and don't get me wrong. I love me a good filter. Mm-hmm. I oh, love girl, me, me a good too. filter. You know, <laughs> like, I will come by it honestly. But also, I am okay with posting something that is raw and real and, you know, it's like, so like, I don't want to ever, like, Cause I feel like there's a fine line and I don't want it to seem like, you know, like, Oh, she says she's like, you know, Oh no editing, da da da. But like, yeah, she's using a filter. Like, don't get me. I love a filter. But if you want to edit about, your photo, edit your photo for you. You're talking more about a filter for like beautification in the fact of, I like the color scheme. Yeah. I like the fact that it may put eyelashes on me. Yeah. Or it may look at, make it look brighter in the room where it's dark, but it doesn't know. change your size or your nose or your lips or you're talking about like not you don't modify your body you just use a filter that's like the Paris filter on Instagram where it just clears everything up a little Mm -hmm. bit like oh I got a pimple today you can't see it because I use the Paris filter yeah Yeah, I see nothing wrong with that um but it just so many women like I said so many women are walking on that runway today who have never and would have never been given the chance to do it before I think just a couple days ago, Victoria's Secret came out with a new line. And I can't remember the name of the line. But when I tell you, it was all over my Facebook feed. So first off, like they marketed the heck out of that. And I was I was like, y'all did good. But every time I would see a different woman on and wearing that, the um, the bra and like the undies, or even they had them wearing just like their regular clothing. And it would be like a swipe to like the um, in the lingerie, whatever it may be. I was blown away. I mean, they had real women, real women, for the first time real ever. bodies for the first time there because every stinking runway show they do, every single one, every single launch they have, it's always been a size three 
or zero. Yeah, a double size zero. zero, a size three, uh, a size zero with a double D chest somehow with these perfect <laughs> boobs and this perfect booty, you know, like <laughs> yeah. where's your butt dimples? Because I've got several. Um, and for the first time I saw it and I had tears in my eyes. It was just to me, it was so amazing. And I loved it because I was like, in my mind, I thought, I wonder how many teenage girls are out there and high school girls are out there right now finally feeling good about their bodies. Yeah. That's like finally feeling good and normal about the skin that they're in. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have put their whole campaign around Remy Bader. So mm-hmm. if y'all listening don't know who Remy Bader is, she's an Instagram model that is a plus-size model. She actually lost her job during quarantine and just started making these funny overhauls of clothing that she had gotten and how it says large, but it's not really a large. It's yeah. really like a small. Yeah. And she's she like, w- <laughs> here I am with another realistic Zara haul, yeah. you know? And like, she'll put it on and she's like, this is a 2X. This and, does not fit me. And putting and putting them on blast. Literally. Almost, like mm-hmm. putting the companies on blast so much so that they've reached out to her and been like, we will do better. Exactly. She and been like, how can I fix this? I don't think she realizes that she is truly paving a way just from being funny literally and so and being real and being real for sure being real and not being afraid to do it not being afraid to tell these brands because she will have meetings with the brands prior and like she will try on the clothes she will tell them this is what I'm gonna say if you're not okay with it have it take your stuff back I'm good I don't need to work with you you know and the ones who have been okay with it like she has no, she has no holds back. She's like, I don't, I'm here to give you the realistic haul. And I see that all the time too. Like even with divas, right? Because we buy from wholesalers, you know? Um, and so, so many times I see like, we'll get something in. And like, that's one of the reasons why we really do like what we call fit videos, which is like, we're explaining how the clothes fit on you on like on a body. And cause when you're shopping online, it can be scary, it can. you know, obviously. So, um, I see all the time, you know, and it's funny too. Cause it's like when seasons change the way things fit change. I didn't know that 100%. So like in the fall and winter time, things are going to fit bigger and you're going to be able to size down a lot more okay. because you have this like that chunky sweater or you have this, you know, loose fitting, um, coat or whatever, you know, like the fabrics are looser, the sweat, like the heavier, the fabric, the looser it falls, you know, and all of that. And so, um, I always have like a hump to get over when we go from fall, winter to spring in summer clothing, because the, the clothing one becomes, it becomes a little smaller. The fabrics they use are different. So the fabrics don't stretch like the fall and winter fabrics. Right. Mm-hmm. So you now all of a sudden are going from this plush and like stretchy cottony material and everything to going to this like linen and, um, woven fabrics that don't stretch when you put them on. Okay. So, and then sometimes if you have boobs, you know, you have a bigger chest, um, it doesn't fit on your boobs, right? You have to size up. And so it's, I always have to go through this hump of like, I'll be trying on things and I'll get upset or frustrated because I'm like, this is the other, like another thing that doesn't fit me. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm glad you Um, said that because I go through the same thing. Yes. Because I'm like, why do I love fall so much? Mm-hmm. Because I can just throw mm-hmm. on. A we big love fall sweater. clothing because it is bigger. It is bigger. The industry makes them bigger because oh fall clothing style, like the styling of it, is that baggy, chunky, loose, boho, really boho feel. Yeah. And then you go into spring and summer, and they're like, okay, everything tight, <laughs> slim, bright crop colors, top. crop tops, no <laughs> sleeves, like you know. And it's like, okay, yeah, because obviously it's hot. We don't want to wear five hundred layers, mm-hmm. but. 
a lot of the times, and I do that, I do it every single year, you know, even before I was modeling, it was always, I loved to dress in the fall and winter and I hated when summer came around. Um, but the clothing, they run smaller. So I see myself trying on things and I'm like, a lot of the time, sometimes I'll get frustrated because I'm like, I wish these brands would just accurately when like when they're cutting and making these fabrics, I wish they would accurately size it. Like get an actual size large woman in there. And I mean like a large woman who has curves, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause typically if you're a large, you have curves, you have boobs, you know, Agreed. um, and so get somebody in there who's built like that, who can try this on and you can fit it to properly rather than they're in the store and they're afraid to go into the dressing room to try on anything because they don't want to have a meltdown in the dressing room and have a panic attack Agreed. over, a top not fitting them and they have to size up the fact that we care so much about sizes. Exactly. (laughs) What does it matter if you're a medium top and it looks good on you? Exactly. Like there are some things I am, some jeans I'm a size 16 in some jeans I'm a size 11 in, you know? And in one way it's like, yeah, there's a problem with women's fashion, like, and it should be fixed and it should be resolved. But also at the end of the day, let's be real. We're not going to probably fix that a hundred percent, right? Like we're not going to be able to go in there and knock down the doors and be like, you're gonna make this, this exact way, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to listen to that. They're going to do what they want still. Cause they're like, well, we're still making money. Agreed. So, okay. I have some things in my closet that are large and I have some things that are a medium. I have some things that are 16, some things that are 11 big deal. They all fit me. Right. They all fit me. So that brings me to my next question for you. You're talking, we're talking about sizing and what do you think about when people say, well, just dress for your body. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. We're saying dress for your body, depending on different brands and how their clothing fits, just Mm -hmm. dress for your body. I take it as in sizing, right? Yeah. Other people take it in as, as a rude Mm -hmm. thing to say, like, don't tell me because I want to wear a crop top and I have a little bit of a gut hanging mm-hmm, out to mm-hmm. dress for my body, quote unquote. Yeah. How do you take it when people say that? So when people say that, I mean, I, I see it that way too. I'm like, okay, so you're, you're, you're basically calling me fat and telling me that I don't need to wear this crop top because I'm not dressing like that isn't made for me. Like that's not an option for me because I'm a, I'm in double digits, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I always, in my mind, I always, I, I mean, it's basically, I'm just like, wear what you feel good in. Wear what you feel good in. If you genuinely don't feel good in that crop top at the moment, okay, fine. You don't I was wear telling, it. I was telling my friend the other day, she was getting ready for an interview and she wanted to wear a dress. And she was mm-hmm. like, do you think this is too formal? Because I really feel good in dresses. I said, if you wear slacks in a shirt that you don't feel good in, you're going to mm-hmm. do terrible at your interview. Exactly. Because you obviously exude more confidence when you do feel good in mm-hmm. the clothing that you wear. Mm-hmm. So how, what would be your advice to someone if, we are going through those moments where we're like, I hate this. I hate this. Mm -hmm, Throw this out. mm -hmm. And you're putting on everything you have in your closet and you're like, I look terrible. How do you get through days like that? So (laughs) my thing that I started doing, and I still do sometimes when I'm in those down and dumps. Um, and I tell people to do, I've told several people to do this and they always look at me like I'm crazy when I say it every single day, look at yourself in the mirror, butt naked and tell yourself you're, beautiful and don't let them forget it. 
Do not let them forget it. Affirmation. Personally, I tell myself, you're a badass MILF and don't let them forget it. (laughs) Well, there you go, But if you're not a mom, you know, whatever. Like, but just tell yourself, I am beautiful and don't let them forget it. And there's something about looking at yourself in the mirror completely naked, right? Because you are extremely vulnerable in that moment. Whether it be to somebody else seeing your what, but like even to yourself seeing yourself, a lot of people don't even look at themselves in the mirror naked at all. Yeah. You know? I've had people tell me that. Literally. Yeah. But every single day before I get in the shower, I pause for just a second and I look at myself and I will tell myself, you're beautiful. And on those days that I feel down or I feel like, let's say I came home and I'm like, a lot of stuff didn't fit me today. Oh my goodness. Like da da da. I will do it still. And even if I don't believe it in that moment, that's okay. But it's one of those things where it's like, if somebody can sit there and tell you that you're fat and you're ugly enough to where you actually believe that, why can't we reverse it and tell ourselves that we're beautiful every day and believe that? Wow. That's powerful. You're like, I didn't like, yeah, you're right. If someone can make you feel negative about yourself, why can't we make ourselves feel positive? Yeah. Why can't you make yourself feel positive? Because at the end of the day, that person who said something negative about you, one, their opinion does not matter whatsoever. And if they want to think that, okay, good for you. You know, the only opinions that matter at the end of the day about yourself and who you are and your body is yours. For me, it's yours and God's. That is it. That is it. And one out of those two is always going to think you're perfect. Well, again, getting goosebumps. (laughs) Like, I need to have you around all the time. Be like, girl, <laughs> preach me that sermon. Make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, and it's, it's, it breaks my heart to know that there's so many women out there who don't feel good in their bodies, but it's not just bigger women. It, like, I mean, people look at me women. all the time. I work out. I'm athletic. Mm-hmm. I have a nice shape. I know that I do. And I th- like, how do I look at someone who is bigger than me mm-hmm. when they're going through something, but I'm going through the exact same mm-hmm. thing because I used to be 120 pounds. Yeah. Now I'm 140 pounds. Yeah. So I've gained 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to it. But it, it it's almost shamed in that way, too. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you're smaller, so you don't get to care about exactly. your body. I'm like, well, isn't it the same? Yep. Like, we're all trying here. Yeah. Now, hopefully generations under us won't have to go through that because we're all paving away, exactly. right? Like, we're trying yes. to tell them it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really, truly doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, being a good person or not is what matters. Exactly. 100%. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, there are times where I'm like, I need to eat healthier because I have an yeah. autoimmune disease. And there's a difference. Exactly. There's a difference between your health and your actual well-being and, you know, oh, I'm restricting myself because of my image. Agreed. Because... Rebel Wilson and um, let me look here and see who else I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, and Adele, Rebel Wilson, Adele, and people of that stature mm-hmm. have started to lose weight. Yeah, and people are actually shaming them exactly for losing weight because they were that body confident mm-hmm. plus size woman. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why are you losing weight if you loved your body so much? Mm-hmm. Well, why can't they? If they're Because Rebel Wilson was like, I just wanted to work out. Like, exactly. I just started working out because I like it. Exactly. And she started losing weight. So, like, that's the thing I don't understand is, like, you're so if you're plus size, people shame you. Mm-hmm. You want to lose weight because now you're taking aggression out on the gym to help your anxiety. Well, why are you losing weight? I thought you were so confident in being mm-hmm. plus size. It's like, you're like, you're right. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. So the only opinion that should exactly. matter 
is yours and and God's. Exactly. Yours and God's, whoever, whatever your higher power may be, you know, like that's the only thing that freaking matters. Who cares? Now, have you ever like gone through a period where you're not restricting, you're not, and you started to lose weight and someone make that comment to you? I cannot tell you how many times on lives recently I have been told, how are you losing all that weight? What are you doing? You look so much smaller. And every single time I'm like, I swear to God, y'all, I have not lost any weight. I, I, I mean, I, not that I, to my knowledge, cause I haven't gotten on a scale. Like I eat strawberry ice cream every single night. I guarantee you it's probably not going anywhere, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's when you, feel confident in your own skin when you dress your body in ways that you feel good in as well. And there's certain silhouettes that obviously, yes, make you look slimmer or flatter your body, you know, and your curves and everything in a better way for you. Um, and like, and every time I do that too, I always like to turn to the side, right? Cause I'm like the front profile and the side profile are a lot different. Like I am that, yeah, like I am that more so like that natural pair to where I do kind of go in on the waist and then I come back out on my hips. But when I stand at the side, you see everything. And that's one thing I always try to be very real with them about. Cause I never want them to feel all of a sudden inferior. Cause I know a lot of them relate to me and a lot of them will come to me for like sizing. And so I never want them to all of a sudden feel kind of like that, you know, like, oh, well, like now she's losing weight and she's, you know, looking better. And like, now I don't look good. Does that, so that, does that put pressure on you? A little bit. Like, I have to stay my size. I can't lose weight. I can't gain weight because these people look to me. Yeah. And there's several different ways that it puts pressure, right? Because in one way, I'm like, it pushed pressure in the sense of like, these people look up to me. They're coming to me like swim swim is like was such a big deal to do because for the first time in like for divas we did swim like actually modeling the swim and doing fit videos and taking pictures in the swim um before it was always just like we did like what we call a flat lay which was just taking a picture of the swimsuit right Mm -hmm. itself not on a body or anything and I've had a lot of women, a lot of women message me or they message into like our customer service team and they'll kind of let me know um, that they're wearing swimsuits for the first time in forever and they're actually going to go on the beach in them or they're going to go to the pool in them and everything. Um, And so it puts pressure in me in one way, right? Like that because I'm like, well, I want them to feel confident or sometimes too I'm like, well, dang, I better not have a day where I don't want to wear a swimsuit to the pool. Right. Because, you know, then they're going to look at me and be like, well, now she's not wearing it. You know, why are you telling us to wear it? But you're not like kind of like a hypocrite in a way. Um, and then also in another way, I feel like in the industry in which like also where I model, like it's not anywhere, like it would never be an actual situation, but for women in like the bigger industry, you could lose your job. Wow. If you lost that weight, right? Like you could be in a potential situation where you might because you were hired your job because you were hired as a plus size model curvy model and then all of a sudden you've lost all this weight and you're not that anymore you know mm-hmm. and depending on what their needs are at the time what they're looking for they might not need another size 8 model they might have just needed that 16 so they're like well I don't really have much for you anymore but i also think that they're going to have to start normalizing like so I'm a size six or eight depending Mm -hmm. on what gene it is 
I don't see a lot of my size models. Yeah. I see a lot of either really skinny mm-hmm. or really, really curvy. Mm-hmm. It's always I, in an extreme. It's never, there's never a nice flow of, it's always yeah. either super skinny or super big. That's it. They never give you the in the between, in the middle, you know? And I feel like too, a lot of the times, like for me, I'm a large, right? So I'm not a 1X. I'm not an XL really. Um, I'm a large. And so a lot of the times I don't see the clothing on models who are a large it's always it goes straight to the one x or it goes from the small you know small straight to the one x so I'm like well how is this gonna look on me because it's gonna look a lot different on me I can guarantee you and they do they do they need to get more of that size range yeah I think it would be wonderful Mm -hmm. I know a couple of people do it I think old navy is one where you can get online and like swipe Mm -hmm. for different model sizing and good american Mm -hmm. chloe's brand yes love her jeans Mm -hmm. she's got it down really because they, um, she's actually made them more for curvy women. Yeah. Because I do have a bigger butt than mm-hmm. I do a waist. And I have a very hard time finding jeans that yep. don't gap in the back. Yep. And so I can actually downsize in her jeans because they're so damn stretchy mm-hmm. that they'll stretch over my thighs, but fit my waist. Yep. And I'm just like, I'll pay the hundred dollars. You hundred twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, exactly. I don't have a gap in the back. They fit great. Exactly. You don't have to worry about your jeans not fitting you, or you don't have to worry about, oh, and I have to wear a belt with this now because there's a gap, or there's this and that in the third. Um, and so I feel like, and I feel like with time, with more brands coming out like that, like Good American doing that, and like Old Navy kind of like doing that now as well, I feel like it it'll get better because there's so many women gravitating to those, and they're like, well, you can't service me, but they're willing to. So even if I've been shopping with you for seven years, I'm going to go over here because they're actually doing what I need. Well, what's funny is Abercrombie, mm-hmm. where in high school, you I, I could not walk no, into that store. Couldn't walk into, number one, the perfume's just too oh, much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now they have that curved love jeans. So yeah. you can get the smaller waist with a bigger hip ratio. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like you're actually listening yeah. and they really are. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do commend them. Obviously there's more to do, yeah. but we can't also fault them and where they've come from where it was. Exactly. So I do uh, appreciate that. And so did you always, when you were younger, want to do something in fashion and makeup? Because no. Because is this just something like that just literally came out of the blue? It did. So when I left Publix, the plan was for me to be a stay-at-home mom for a while. Um, that quickly changed because I am not a homebody. <laughs> I'm like I'm a homebody, but I can't just not do anything, right? right? Like I was going stir crazy. I was home for a month, and I was like, I've got to do something. Like I can't. I cannot do this. I cannot be home all day. Like this is torture. <laughs> and so I just started looking around, and I happened to come across Divas on Facebook, and I was like, oh. And then I saw they were hiring, and I was like, well. And it was just like in the social media department, which was basically I was going to be opening the clothes, steaming them, getting them ready. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Like, that's easy, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, and it was something different. And so I applied, and I actually didn't hear back for, like, a week, right? And I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever, I thought you, you were going to say for a year or a no. month. You said a week, girl. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and I was also, too, like, Publix was the only other job I had. So okay, I'm like, yeah. this is new to me. Like, I'm expecting them to reach out quickly, you know, like, they need somebody. And so, um, I was sitting on my couch one day and I was just like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. All right. You know, and I'm like, I got to start looking for that mouse because I can't be home. (laughs) And I kind of just felt this nudge to like send another email, but I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be the crazy person up in their emails. They're definitely not going to hire me then because they're going to be like, why is she messaging me again? Um, 
And I just kept saying no. And then I just, you know, God was just like, yo, you said you were going to listen to me and you said you were going to follow. And like, this is what I'm telling (laughs) you to do. So you can just sit here and be miserable or you can do what I say. And so I was like, all right, fine, whatever. What's the worst that can happen, right? I'm gonna say no. Like, if I don't get the job, I just don't get it. Um, and so I emailed again. I had got an email back within a minute. Li- I kid you not, within a minute, wow. I had a response, and I was like, okay. I went in for my interview, and mind you, also, right? So at the time, now at Publix, you can have like different color hair and stuff, but at the time, you couldn't. So when I left, I went. I had pink <laughs> hair. I had red hair. I had orange hair. I had purple hair. I had it all. I mean, I was like, we are doing everything. I fried my hair to bits. <laughs> like I have dark brown hair. It is just now getting back to being healthy. And so I went into my interview with pink hair. I was like, they are not going to hire me. Oh my gosh. They're gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> but I did the interview and then I got a call back the same day and I got hired and the modeling actually came along. So I always loved makeup. That's one thing. I always did love I was gonna, makeup. Because I was going to kind of ask you about that because your makeup, number one, is always like, damn, girl. Because <laughs> it's not like overdone, yeah. but it's just like very beautiful. And then you've done some Halloween stuff on your I Instagram. Have, yes. That's just like, well, good. Like, do you draw? Just, just a question. Are you an artist? Do you draw, paint? I paint. Which is funny. And I always ask people who do makeup, they always are artistic. Yeah. Somehow or another, they're either they draw or they paint. Mm-hmm. Everyone I've ever asked. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do. I paint. Um, but I've always, I've always loved makeup. And makeup was one of those things, too. It was like after I, like when I was in my very depressive state and like felt bad about myself, makeup was that thing that was like my outlet kind of. And it was like my, I would do and it would make, I would feel beautiful. And I loved it. And so I feel like a lot of the times too, makeup can be in one of those stigmas where people are like, oh, well, you're just covering up your face. Like you're just, you know, you're a catfish and all of that. And it's like, no, what actually, is plastic surgery? exactly. What is plastic <laughs> surgery? What is, um, push up bras and push up bras. What is facelifts? What is, you know, Botox? Like yeah. you want to get it, get it. You're trying to be the best version of yourself exactly. in the way that you, way you want to do good. it in the way you feel good. Yes. Exactly. And so I, um, I always loved doing makeup, but it was actually funny. The way I went into the modeling was our CEO came to visit and she had came and we were all like, she sat down with us and talked and everything, you know, and we were asking her questions and I'm a big, I got a lot of questions. Like, <laughs> I got a list of questions. So I was ready. And she just so happened to bring up the eyeshadow palette and I didn't know anything about it at the time. So it was my first time hearing of it. And I just felt this immediate rush and just this urge. And I was like, I gotta say something, right? And so I like raised my hand like I was in school and I was just waiting. Like I was, I was like, you gonna see this hand and you gonna ask me what's up. And so she was like, you have a question. And I was like, I need you to know right now. And I mean, I started bawling when I tell you, I was like snot coming out of my nose. It was embarrassing. I was like, this is the first time the CEO is meeting me and I'm over here a hot mess. But I know your CEO at the time. Mm hmm. And no, she probably appreciated it. It was, I mean, I was just, yeah. So I literally, I was like, you know, I love makeup. It is one of my passions. I, my whole goal in life. And like, I feel like my purpose is to help women feel beautiful. And I feel like that's one of those things that just instantly helps a woman feel good. Right. And I was like bawling and I looked at them dead in the eyes and I told them, and I was like, and if I am not a part of that, I will leave right now. I will quit. And that's okay. And I guess like they had a meeting or whatever after. And like the same day, Jay, who was my manager at the time, he came to me and he had said, he was like, so can you do a Halloween makeup video? Because it was Halloween time and they had saw like my stuff. 
And I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> and so I did it. And then randomly one day he had messaged me and was like, hey, like, would you be willing to kind of help out on a live? Maybe they're kind of talking about trying to bring more people in and stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, I did it and it just took off. Wow. And I feel like also it took off because I, I have, I mean, I have high energy. I'm very like loud. Like I'm very real. Um, and they just gravitated and I feel like they gravitated as well because I feel like for, for them, it was the first time for the company to be able to have a model who was very curvy and was like the size large, but like had the mommy tummy and, you know, was shorter and like more of your, like when you look up like your average sized woman for today, they fall into that category. When I think it's because you're very authentic. Yeah. Like you haven't, you didn't try to change who you were to fit a company. You actually were who you are Mm -hmm. and they were like, we like that. Yes. And that was one thing too. Like I even had said, I was like, I'm willing to do this, but I want you to know, I will not change who I am on camera for any reason. And of course they were like, we're do not expect that of you at all, you know? But of course I was like, I don't know what modeling is like here. I only know (laughs) what I see on the TV. Right. And I was like, I will not change my image. I will not change who I am. The person you see right here is the person you're going to see on camera. So if you're okay with me crazy, saying some crazy stuff sometimes, then we're good. Um, cause that's one thing too. I have no filter. Me either. I have no filter. Like I say what's on my mind 24 seven. 100%. And, um, they loved it, you know, and it just grew into this thing and it's just been so amazing. And I feel so blessed and so grateful cause it's also opened so many avenues for me. So have you going forward with them? I know they came out with their second palette, I believe. Mm-hmm. The glam no, palette. Did you get to collaborate with that or put any input in? So the glam palette was already in the process before, okay. um, like the original even came out and with the glam palette, I tried it for the, like when it came in the sample and kind of like tested it out and saw like, you know, does it have a lot of fallout? Is the pigment good and stuff like that. Um, and it was meant to be like the holiday palette. So it's colors kind of match that holiday feel. And so I didn't necessarily collaborate in the sense of like picking out the colors and all of that, but I did basically test the formula. Yeah. Right. To make sure um, it was good product. To make, yeah, to make yeah. sure it was good product. And because which obviously they did, you know your makeup. You're yeah. going to be like, this is shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they did an amazing job. And then the lip kits, when those came out, I tested them as well. And that one was actually, we had the lip liner was a little too, like it didn't, it wasn't smooth. When you went to put it on the lip, it like drug, you know, some lip yeah, liners do that. About. I can't stand that. Yeah, it should just Exactly, flow. it should glide mm-hmm. on my lip. And so we had Glide's sent, a better word. Yeah, we <laughs> sent that flow. back um, for the formula to be kind of like redone. And so that was nice. So you're kind, kind of looking of, at your dream too there. Yeah, li- I mean, literally, it's just when I finally decided to not care what people think and not care also what like the standard was of like, being successful. Well, right? I'm just going to manifest it and put it out in the universe that you will be helping create the next eyeshadow palette. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. It's going to happen. I I'm just going to manifest it now. And that is like also like my, my, my whole thing of 2022, like literally for 2022, I'm like manifest that manifest shit. Manifest the shit out of that. Manifest <laughs> that shit. Okay. And uh, kid you not, 2022 has been exactly that. I was going to say you're manifesting something else. We're yes. Gonna- glide on into that your yes. fairytale lane company mm-hmm. that yes. started literally what a week ago yeah literally it started like a week and a half ago I just I mean I'm one of the I, I want to do what I want to do right like I want to put no limits on myself like if I want to go out there and 
sell this. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. What's the worst that could happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... I, for 2022, I was just like, you know what? You're going to build your brand. You are going to grow, like all about growth, finding your peace, build your brand, like really go out there and go after it. Right. And I had always like, I'm very creative, obviously. And so one of the things for me is I always like, like, I like to let, let that creative outlet out. Right. And I started painting a lot recently. I started painting a lot and so I was like, you know, on, on TikTok, you see all these things or whatever. And I started to, like, I started seeing these stickers and I was like, those are so cute. And I'm like, but also I'd always be like, I could make that. <laughs> like I could make that. Right. And it just came to me one day. I was like, you know, I want to sell stickers. And I don't know why I could not tell you why I still don't have a reason, a good reason why I'm even doing it. I just know I like it. Right. And I'm enjoying it. That's all that matters. You exactly. like it, you're enjoying it, and you're making money exactly. off of it. Exactly. There and you go. My husband is so supportive. That is one thing about him that I am just so grateful for is how supportive he is because I come to him with some of the craziest things, and he's just like, okay. <laughs> sure, <laughs> And honey, I'm like, do it. great. <laughs> and so I started Fairytale Lane & Co., and it started with, like, I love, like, I love Disney. Disney is... And I also feel like I love Disney so much too, because when I go there, it's kind of like an escape, right? How long have you loved Disney? Is this new? Or oh, no. I have loved Disney since childhood. How many times do you go a year? I go at least once a year, and I've probably been to Disney like 16 to 20 times in my I'm life. I'm going to introduce you to my two very best friends. Yes. Who go to Disney six times a year. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What a dream. Oh, my gosh. They just came back um, for my friend's uh, birthday. It so, is yeah. It's just, it's just always, it was always such a big escape, right? It was, everything's always happy there. Like, and just the whole like thought process of like dreams really do come true, right? They like do. it all started literally with a man in a garage and he drew a mouse quite <laughs> literally. Hey, and you're drawing stickers. Yeah. What's going to happen and, with you? You know, his big thing is like, if you can dream it, do it. And that is one of my favorite quotes of Walt is if you can dream it, do it because it's, it's such a simple thought right but it's also such a big thing because it's scary to actually do your dreams for sure because in our minds we think dreams are just dreams like they just they stay there you dream about it oh that'd be cool but I I could never what if that goes wrong exactly what if this happens instead of just doing it and seeing exactly and so I was like well I feel like my first thing needs to obviously be like Disney inspired stickers because I love Disney and like that is what I'm known for and they're cute as hell girl I love they adorable (laughs) so cute (laughs) they're adorable I love them and so I started making the designs I found this company that they print them for you and they're like super cheap to get them print and everything and I was just like I went to my husband and I was like so like I want to open an Etsy account and I want to like sell stickers (laughs) and I already got like all and that's the thing too I always come to him with like a full plan right like I sell myself like I'm like I could be in a room of board like a whole board meeting and I will sell you on something well there you go you should and have been a marketing major. I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> so I went to him and he was like well, okay and he was like well how much like would you sell them for and I was like you sell them for this and like I broke it all down and he was like okay like fine you know do it if you want to do it and I was like all right great good deal <laughs> and so I got them printed and I had, they came in. I was so excited when they came in. It was my favorite little thing to open ever. Right. Cause I was like, I made these and it just felt so good. And I took the photos, I put them on Etsy and I had sales the very next day. I was going to say, and if you took those photos, girl, you got have also a very creative photo 
Those are like profesh. Thank you. It was actually, so my friend, Samantha, she used to work at Divas. Um, she's my best friend and she came over and we took them together and she is, she has a really good eye for photos as well. And so like when we collab together, like we just come out with our best stuff, you know? And so we, um, like we took the photos and then I uploaded them and put them on the shop and everything. And the next day I had sales and I have like, I've had to restock them. Oh, wow. I've had to already purchase restocks and I have my second collection coming out soon. I'm waiting for them to come in and it's actually called the Jesus collection. And it's just a bunch of like, either like Bible scriptures or like sayings, like, you know, I have one that's like chosen, um, freed, redeemed, um, my favorite one is like a little record player and it says, I choose to worship. Aww. I love it. But so like I have those coming and I've already got like other ones I'm making and I'm so excited. Cause it was just so, it was awesome to see too. Like one of those things where it's like, you dreamt it, you did it and it did good. So question, mm-hmm. is this just going to be a sticker company? Because I think you could also be very creative in making Disney shirts for people who go to Disney mm-hmm. made for people who are plus size. Yeah. So because you don't have a lot of that. You don't. You don't have a lot of that at all. And like, I want a way to put it all together. Exactly. And so I, right now it's going to be just stickers. Right. And so like kind of get my bearings, yeah. get everything going, establish kind of like a good client base and everything. And then I do want to open it up to more. That's awesome. I definitely want to open it up to more. I've thought about opening it up to like prints of like things I've painted, um, keychains, clothing, cups, like all of it, you know, just like anything I want to do. Exactly. The sky's the limit. And so I definitely want to branch out more with it, but it's doing so good. And I'm just so excited. And I love going home and like packaging my little (laughs) orders. I don't just... Fun. Do you put little personal notes in there? I do. Oh, I put so personal cute. notes in there. Like I got thank you cards and everything. And I, I write out the thank you myself. And that I put so cute awesome. little wrapping paper on them and everything, you know. So I'm super excited. And it's awesome. Like I, I went ahead and ordered like the little cellophane bags to put them in. I ordered this like special cute washi tape to use and everything. Like I was just like, I'm so ready. And it's just doing so good. And I'm so happy and so grateful. And it's just like ever since I've just started doing things that I feel called to, or I feel like, you know what, I'm going to do it just so like, it's, Oh, it always amazes me. Cause there's another door opens right after it does. It really yeah. does. It like, and I'm do I'm kind of going through that too. Like I did a podcast not too long ago where I had a psychic reading mm-hmm. and everything he said is literally happening. It's crazy. And I was just like, what is that? What is going on? Yeah. It is, it's crazy. And it's just so many things are opening and I'm so excited and like getting like the experience in social media that I have now, you know, and learning all the things I've learned and like posting and like algorithms and all of the stuff, you know, um, it just, it opens even more. Like there is, there's a lady I go to church with and she has a professional organizing company. And I was looking at her socials and like, I don't know about you, but I get lost on TikTok in organizing videos and like just people putting <laughs> apples in a bin. I'm like, that is so satisfying. Like that was the serotonin I needed today. Right. And so I had happened to ask her, I was like, Hey, like I saw you had an Instagram. I'm like, do you have a TikTok for like your business? Da, da, da. And she was like, no, like I'm not really tech savvy. And she had said, you know, she was like, you know, but so I'm just like, you know, and I was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, I was just wondering, I was like, I run the TikTok for the company I work for. And so I always like to like look at other people's TikToks. And she messaged me back. She was like, you're, you're kidding. Right. And I was like, no, I was like, did I say something wrong? And she was <laughs> like, I have been looking for somebody to run our social media for 
ever. Wow. So that yes. just kind of. It fell into my lap. That's amazing. Like, and I was just like, you're joking. And she was like, no, like seriously, I just don't have a million dollars to pay somebody. Like, what's your price? And like, we had a meeting and we talked and she was like, you're hired. All right. So you're just over here doing social media. You're over here doing Etsy. You're over mm-hmm. here modeling for divas. You're just mm-hmm. doing the damn thing. I am. Yes. And that is I am amazing. loving every bit of it. I knew I loved you for a reason and I'm glad you're here because it's making me literally want to go out and do something. Yeah, I'm a hustler. And that's, we all should be, right? Yeah. But hustle for yourself. Exactly. Not for anyone else, but for yourself. Exactly. So I know you're going to know this off the bat probably. If you were going to be a Disney princess, and this is my last question for you because I knew it's great. Who would you be and why? Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> So if I was a Disney princess, I would be Ariel. Okay. My reason why is because she followed her heart no matter what anybody thought. And I know Ariel gets a lot of bad rep because they're like, you literally left your whole family and everything for a man. And it's like, that's not the point. I love Ariel. I've never even heard a bad rep for Ariel. It's like, it's not the point. Like, yeah, like every princess left for the man if you think about it. But she didn't care. She didn't care what her family thought. She didn't care about any of that. She did what she loved. Like all of the things she collected from the human world. Like she did that because she loved it. And she was fascinated with it and she didn't care. She was going to go do it and get it. Yeah. Agreed. And it was just so, it's just so amazing. And it's just like, yes, like follow your heart. Your mind will trick you and your mind will tell you you can't do something, but your heart will always tell you that you can. And you quite literally can do it. Wow, that's powerful. So tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find all the things you're doing (laughs) um, on socials, everything. And then after that, I want you to leave all the women listening with one last thing of advice that you want them to know. So you can find me on, um, on Instagram. I am <laughs> so funny. Um, a little underscore mermaid. I just realized that 18. like I, before I even asked you about the <laughs> Duh, <Jonah. laughs> that is my Instagram handle. Um, and then on Etsy, it's fairytale lane co. So just F A I R Y T A L E lane co. Um, and then on TikTok, I'm also just under fairytale lane co. Okay. So those are all my socials. Um, I'm hoping to drop the Jesus collection real soon. I just need them to get to the house so I can take pictures, <laughs> but yeah. And then for all of the women out there, oh, this is like, I feel like, Oh wow. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just going to go with my one thing that I always tell people and I've already said it, but I'm going to reiterate it. Cause you need to hear it again. Every single day, look at yourself in the mirror, butt ass naked and tell yourself that you are beautiful and do not let them forget it. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for doing this. I love talking to you. Like uh, guys, I don't even know her. This is the first time I'm meeting her. Literally first time I'm meeting her. And I just feel like I need to get out of my own head, get out Mm -hmm. of my own way and just go out and do the damn thing now. Like, Literally. I feel like I need to go create a company or something. After who's going to stop you? <laughs> I don't have a company to create, but I feel like but I need to. But who's going to stop you? Nobody but exactly. me. I'm in my own way. Exactly. No, I appreciate this. And we will definitely have to do another 100%. Podcast, yes. Because I'm sure the questions are going to flow in after this. But again, I thank you 100,000% for doing this. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye.